church and state. We're here to drink beer, we're here to kill war. Good morning. Morning. Hi. What's up? How's it going? Welcome to the Sneaky Emu episode something. This is a place where we're going to discover the wonders of the world, the beauty of God, that are ever before us, ever present, that sometimes we occasionally fail to see and overlook, and I, I said that whole thing wrong, but it's okay. You get the general idea, at least I hope. At least I hope. And sometimes that, <laughs> that's all we can do when it comes to life. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Why not? So, how's it going, Mom? Thanks for listening. I am so very glad you guys are here. It really it really does mean a lot to me that um, both of you listen. <laughs> both of you take the time. So, thank you to you two for hanging out. Um, I, I, ho- I hope that you find yourself in a great place today. And, and if not, hey, that's okay. Like, it'll get better. It'll get better. It's, it won't always be this bad. I, I hope also with that for you. Uh, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff happening. Um, I, I think uh, it's it's been like roasting here in, in Florida. It's been like in the hundreds, and at least it's, the feels like is in the hundreds. And sometimes when it's that hot, it's really hard to do much of anything other than like stay indoors. But thankfully... I've been doing a few things here and there, been planting a few more plants, been uh, finishing up the garden. Our garden's about done because it's, you know, July now, and at this point everything is roasted to death. It's been, it's it's all like keeled over and brown and it like doesn't know how to handle, the, the veggies don't do great in like a full sun exposed heat sort of situation. Anyways, um, this episode uh, is is we're going to call, I don't have a name for it, I'll make it up later, um, oh, actually, hold on, uh, I do have an idea, um, kind of sad, kind of sad, that's what we're going to call this one, but it's not kind of sad, and for the reason you think that we might be kind of sad, uh, it actually is, is much, it's much bigger, it's a much bigger conversation than that, so, uh, the other day, well, let me back up, I have a book. Yay. Just one. That's all I have. Just one. And it's uh, it's got a lot of pictures in it. No. Um, so for the past several years, uh, let's see, going all the way back to 2000, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Um, my dad and I have a book that we pass back and forth uh, on a yearly basis. So it's a devotional book called My Utmost for His Highest. And uh, it's, it was written by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oswald Chambers. And and this was written like in the 1930s, something, uh, maybe before that, in the early 1900s. Uh, let's see, copyrighted. 
1935, but I think his wife put this together after he died. These were just like little writings that he had done and made into a devotional. And so there's one for every day. It's labeled, you know, by, by specific days, you know, July 1st, July 2nd, July 3rd. And he goes through a bunch of stuff and it's really, really good. Sometimes it can be a bit difficult to read, but they're really short, you know, maybe five minute reading tops. Uh, and because he is from a different, uh, like, uh, era, like the writing is, you know, it's kind of like that C.S. Lewis type writing where if if you're not tuned into it, sometimes it can be a bit difficult and you can get a bit distracted and confused as to what they're actually trying to say. Um, the thing I want to tell you about today is not really about this book so much as it is something that my father wrote in this book. Okay, so again, we have this devotional book, we pass it, he takes it one year, I take it the next year, I pass it back. And then in the margins, if there is something that is particularly meaningful or stands out to us in that time, we will make a note, we will put our initials, and we will put the year that we, uh, that, that this, you know, that this was written. Um, and then sometimes if, if there's a significant event, like when my sisters, like my sisters got married uh, at some point <clears throat> during those years, he will, you know, make a mark for, you know, so-and-so's anniversary, so-and-so's birthday. So it's kind of acting as like this family heirloom legacy type thing as as we're continuing to go through life. Uh, I've had it well, a couple different missions trip. When it's been my year, I've been on a mission trip. So I'll, I'll mark down I was in Guatemala or I was in Nicaragua or whatever. Uh, here I just flipped to May 10th. Oh, this is my anniversary. Seth and Jess married today, Fort Myers, Florida, 2008, May 10th. Um, so that was the year my dad had it. Now, what's also interesting about that specific day is that uh, my father, the very, let's see, the very next day, the day next day or the day after, my father uh, <clears throat> did something that was quite epic. Uh, he decided, he would have been, I think, 50-something, um, he decided that he was going to ride his bicycle, like a pedal bike, across America. <laughs> because, you know, why not? Why not? So, it. Uh, let's see, May 11th, Sunday 2008, uh, he's in Melbourne, he's picking up uh, a buddy, they head to Vero, they get a few things, uh, they get ready, they're, they're like preparing to start. Um, let's see, he says, the dream is beginning, May 12th, 2008. Uh, oh, sorry, the dream is becoming a reality. So he's had this dream for several for, for a while now, he got really big into, into bicycling. And now like the, the big day is like approaching. He's like a day out. He he marries off his first son. That, that's a weird sentence because normally you don't marry off a son, but he, he participates in his first son's wedding, which is mine. He has a day to, to like get everything finished being ready. And then the next day, May 12th, he sets out on this ride. Okay. And so every, almost every, uh, every day he has an update from May 12th through June 27th, that's how long this ride took, starting in St. Augustine, riding all the way up across, not just straight across the country even, he rides at a diagonal uh, across the country, all the way to Oregon. 
So he starts with his feet in the Atlantic Ocean. He literally like starts with his feet in the Atlantic Ocean and then ends by putting his feet in in the Pacific Ocean in Oregon. Right? This is this is quite the accomplishment. This is an incredible achievement. This is something that I mean that's a big deal. I I, I haven't really met anybody that's ridden a bicycle across America. Do you know? Like that's and to be doing it in in your fifties, like that's that's it, that's that's crazy. That's just crazy talk. Um, so like here on on May twelfth, it says the big ride two thousand eight day one Saint Augustine, Florida. Okay, so that's May twelfth, May thirteenth, uh, High Springs uh, took showers. Good job uh, at a state park. <laughs> uh, slept like a rock. Uh, May 14th, Monticello. Okay, so he's just making his way across Florida. And so he's reading this devotional. And so as I read through it each year, I can kind of be reminded of his trip, where he was going, what he was doing. Let's see. Let's skip ahead to May 20th, uh, May 19th, Norwood, Mississippi. Also, Hannah Rose graduates high school, 2013. Right, so it just it just goes through from May all the way through uh, almost the end of June. And it's just kind of this cool, you know, kind of thing with a father and son. It's a cool thing for a family, whatever. Um, and then occasionally he'll have notes about how tough a day was or something like that. Now, um, the very last entry of his, what he called the big ride, uh, one of the very last, like when he gets done with it, okay? He's been on the road now riding his bicycle, I don't know, 50 to 100 miles a day, depending on the day, for a month or so. I don't know the exact time frame. I'm not going to do the math. But he gets to the end end of this ride. This is June 27th, would have been 2008. It says, Wal Walterville, Oregon, uh, Pacific Ocean. We made it 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, PTL, praise the Lord. <laughs> right. After that kind of journey, yeah, you're, you're probably ready to be done for a minute, right? Now, here's the thing that I found interesting, because this was, I just read this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is, and I've been thinking about it, this is quite fascinating. He does this epic ride across the whole country on a bicycle, and then he says here, like, uh, in the margin of June 27th, he says, kind of sad that it's over. Kind of sad that it's over. That's why maybe we call this one kind of sad. Although when you, if you just see the title, you'll be like, oh, Seth had a bad day. No, I didn't have a bad, well, I might have, but that's not what this is referring to. He says, kind of sad that it's over. Like 3,000 miles, whatever it is, across the country at a diagonal, however many weeks that it took him to do it, all of the pain, all the suffering. I am. I'm sure the the fatigue, the the blisters on you know your hands, your butt, your whatever. I'm not big into biking, but I know it can be, you know, it, it can take a toll on you. Obviously, uh, the things he's seen, the things he's done. He finally gets to the goal. All this build up, the dreaming leading up to it, the planning, the organizing the stressing out about how to do it, how to make it happen, taking the time off from work, making this trek across the country. It's all kind of come to a conclusion. He's put his feet in the Pacific Ocean, and he said, says, kind of sad that it's over. 
I was I was thinking about this a lot the, the past couple weeks, I suppose. Um, and just like how interesting of a phrase that is. And to be able to hear kind of like the the sincerity or the honesty, not just of, of my dad, but of of like a man, of a human being who has done something like incredible and who has suffered a lot because of it. Like uh, I, I know at some point he told me uh, in over the past years when he was on his trip about just uh, some of the mental stuff that was happening that he was having to deal with or, or problems that he was thinking through from life that he was dealing with at the time. Uh, like having, having a, you know, a, a breakdown here and there, which, which tend to happen in any sort of endurance uh, event. Like when, when people, when people do like ultra marathons and stuff, like I know I've seen people have these breakdowns where they just start crying. So, and sometimes they don't even know why <laughs> it's just like, because your body's drained, your body's depleted, like it's exhausted from all angles. And then like that emotion is just pouring out of you. And so I remember hearing my dad tell stories about uh, how one time he he had a, something really was weighing heavy on him and it just got too much. And he was, you know, a couple weeks into this trip, uh, you know, like an everyday sort of thing of, of writing for hours a day, every day. And he said he just had to get off his bike and um, like go sit. He just He said, I just sat and cried. And actually, he did, uh, side note, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, he um, had given all of us kids, uh, his, the, our first, me and the three other siblings, these um, uh, insulators, like the, the little glass caps that used to go on the power lines. Have you ever seen them? They're like, maybe like a, it's like a teal blue type little glass peg that sits on top of it. And he put a, a verse on it and like, you know, the big ride, which is what he called it from 2008, put press on Philippians uh, 3, 12 through 14, love dad. And so it just serves as this reminder that we all have that, um, you know, no matter how tough it gets, no matter how, how long the journey may be, no matter how overwhelmed you may be with a situation or life or anything you're dealing with, um, to press on, right, out of the scripture. We should look that up, actually. Anyways, he gave each of, of his kids one of these, and so that sits on my on my shelf at my office just as a reminder. Like, and so I, when I see that, or when I take time to think about it, right, I picture my dad sitting. He, he talked about it was by an old rail railroad uh, tracks, and he said he just sat there and and wept um, with you know a, a mixture of hurt and joy and beauty and sadness. Um, and so I picture my dad, and that's always that's always tough, right? When you think about your parents and just like them being emotional and makes you emotional because whatever you're their kid. Um, so he goes through all of that, and on June 27th, he dips his toes in the Pacific Ocean, and he says, uh, "Kind of sad that it's over." Yeah, that, that's there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that sentence. There's a lot in that statement because. You know, I think for so many of us, our it seems like our primary goal, the way that we typically build our lives, is to continually pursue the next level of comfort. I want to have the things I need, or the things that I want. I, I want to have you know a nice house, a nice car. I want to have all the comforts. I, I want to you know have 
I want to have a lawn guy so I don't have to mow the lawn. We we try. <laughs> we want to have a have enough money to hire people to cook our food. You know, it's like we're continually pursuing this this particular level of comfort, especially when it comes to like America and our culture and our society. And and I think I think sometimes in our pursuit of comfort we miss out. Right? There's something there's something about the struggle. There's something in the struggle that we maybe long for. So it's a weird it's a weird sort of dynamic because on one hand we have this great pursuit of comfort, but also the comfort can be quite uh, can become quite boring, can't it? When when everything is always going right, or when when you when when you have your job and you're making enough money and and everything is just kind of lining up and you're going through the routines and and basically you're just kind of living for the weekend so that you can you know I don't know go do something on the weekend and then go back to your job and everything's everything's nice and tidy and and there's no the uh, you're in a comfortable space in your work or in your marriage or whatever and things are going like that that's all good. But there's something in the struggle. And I think we have this, there's this desire to challenge, to forge, to press ahead. That's, you know, part of human nature, part of various personalities. And so I think when we built our lives towards comfort, we either squash that need, that desire for challenge, or um, or, or we kind of miss out because, it is whatever the thing is we're going is is going to be tough and even though when we go through it and when we endure it and when we come out on the other side of it we know we will appreciate it we still don't like the initial thought of of intentionally stepping into some sort of pain or difficulty do you know what i'm saying and, and this is what i what i found with and i've talked about this i think a couple years ago after after I did one of my big big races, my one of my big trail runs, it's like when you go through some sort of adversity, when you get to the it it always sucks in the middle of it, right? We know that. If you go through a difficult time in life, it sucks. If you, you know, go through a divorce, if you lose a loved one, if there's some sort of tension with the family, like things 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 can suck, and even Jesus talks about that. He says, "You know, in this in this world, you will have trouble." He says, there, "There's no there's no protecting ourselves. There's no uh, insulating ourselves. There's no isolating ourselves in such a way that we will not experience some sort of difficulty or trouble." Jesus says that, like in the first century, uh, <laughs> like of the common era, like in this world, you will have trouble. But he says, "Take heart, I've overcome the world." And so I think there there's this. There's this benefit to struggle. There's a, there's a benefit to the challenge. In fact, we really, I think, have a desire if, if we like get behind like our, our initial need for comfort. I think there is a desire desire for all of us to to face challenges, to go not not that we're seeking out difficulty, but that um, we are putting in ourselves in a position to challenge and stretch ourselves for the sake of growth. And I think there's something benef a benefit to that. Like even as my dad's going through this ride and going across the country and dealing with everything he's dealing with, facing with everything he's facing, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the goods, the bads, he gets done 
and he says, I'm kind of sad it's over, right? In the middle of it, he was, I imagine, especially in the dark times, he was thinking, I just can't wait for this to be over. But on the end of it, he says, I'm kind of sad that it's over. Which to me, which to me really speaks to this idea that if we're going through something, if we're dealing with something, if we're challenging ourselves, and sometimes it can feel like a little much, and it can be a bit painful, um, like that's actually, I think that's actually a good thing. I think that's actually the thing that is what moves us forward. I think that's actually the thing that builds growth and builds character. And, and so when we find ourselves in the middle of some sort of struggle or adversity or challenge or whatever, uh, maybe rather than seeing it uh, so quickly as I just want it to be over, when you, when you have the perspective of somebody who's done something like this and says, yeah, but I kind of miss it, I'm kind of sad because that there was something about that moment. There was this spark. There was this life there, even though it was exhausting physically, mentally, emotionally, there is still something that sparks. It sparks something within you. It's like, it's like going through this challenge reminds you uh, of being alive. It reminds you of the gift that you have to be alive. It reminds you that this moment that you're going through, even though it may be difficult, is still a gift Right? So you keep on pedaling, you keep on trucking, you keep on running, you keep moving forward. And yeah, it sucks sometimes and your legs feel like they want to fall off and whatever. But what is the alternative? What is the alternative? To sit on the couch? To binge a show? Binge watch Netflix? Something? like? It's like we don't want the challenge, but the challenge is the thing that actually brings life to our lives. Right? So maybe if we're going through something, maybe we need a bit of a change of perspective to go, yeah, 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 but what? maybe that's like our key phrase. Maybe we need to keep that with us. Maybe that needs to become some sort of like subtle, subtle uh, mantra for us. But like, what else would I be doing? <laughs> like, what, what else would I be doing? Sitting on the couch? I don't know. Sitting in the AC? Not, not doing something? And I get it. We all need times of rest. I'm not saying, you know, like you have to go, go, go all the time. I'm just saying like, maybe we need to intentionally challenge ourselves a bit more. And maybe if we're going through something, if we're in the middle of a challenging time or situation, maybe we need to remember that like at some point this will end and we'll look back on this thing, hopefully, even if it's a, a really dark time you will be able to see the good. Maybe you'll even look back on some of that with fondness. Um, I talk about this a lot, but as I've gone through things that I've gone through with the church, um, went through some really dark times. And I remember like doing everything I could within my power to try to leave my job, right? With the, with, I say that with, with the idea of like, trying to find somewhere else to go and something else for me to do. Now, granted, I could have easily just walked in and said, here's my two weeks and been done with the place. And you can do that. You have the freedom to do that. When you have a, a family and stuff, though, it's it's, it's kind of hard. To, it's, it's maybe not the best decision. And so I was desperately trying to find, 
another vine to swing to, to grab onto before I let go of this one. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't find anything. I felt like I was stuck, like I was trapped. And it was this extremely difficult time for me to walk through. But now on the other side of that, you know, I, I, I've, I've had to, I've done, I've had to go through some counseling. I've had, that's why I started running was to help deal with the stress and the tension and all the craziness. Um, but on the other side of that, um, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be in the, in the place that I am now, as far as how I think about God, how I understand the Bible, how I look look to people, how I look at people, how I understand, how I interact with people, right? So all of that difficulty along my metaphorical bike ride of my life uh, has led to this place of going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I needed that struggle to actually help me get to the ocean. Now, in my particular case, I'm not kind of sad that that part's over. <laughs> I see the merit I see the benefit that came from it, uh, but I am, in fact, glad that that part's kind of kind of over. So, may maybe a couple things for us. Like, one is, um, like, how are you challenging yourself, right? Or, or is there something particular that you are stretching, that you are growing, that you are maybe even fearful of of a uh, of, of attempting or fearful of failing? Failing, um, also. Now, that's a side note. I'll not get into that because that will take us in the wrong direction. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. But, like, you know, I, I think about just a, a couple little examples are I think about um, my, my sister and my brother in law, who uh, my brother in law, uh, shout out to him, um, was working here at the church with me. He kind of saw, like, it, where, where he was at and what he wanted to do with his life. And, he, he made this bold decision, at least I'm sure it was difficult because like we have a lot of family connections and he's connected to me and all this stuff to, to pursue a different, a different career, a different lifestyle, you know, and, and he's, he's back in, in college, taking new courses, like spending time. He's, he's, uh, having, taking care of a new baby along with my sister. Uh, and I, I'm just, it's so incredibly cool to see what he has done and how he has done it because he's kind of in that challenging phase still. I mean, yes, he's as a job, he's doing the thing that he needs to do to take care of the family. Um, but I just, I'm watching this from a distant distance going, wow, that, like that was, that was really brave. And, and he's going to be going through these challenges of, of us of schooling and, and and like making himself better learning and growing so for this career that he's developing and like that that's a lot to take on he's in the middle of this ride he's in the middle of the country <laughs> you know like and he's still got a few more pedals to take before he gets to the ocean but like this is also what's i, I think what's like giving him life it's it's giving him this this deeper significance it's not just sitting on the couch and 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 going okay this is this is what it is and i'm okay with all this and and granted we're not talking about um a lack of con we're not saying don't ever be content right like paul talks about that like i'll be content whether i have a little i have a lot the the key is contentment but i think there's also this this deep merit found in 
in the challenge, in the climb. Didn't somebody write a song about that? Was it Miley Cyrus, The Climb, Hannah Montana? Did somebody do that? I'm not going to sing it, but you know what I'm talking about. It's The Climb. That That's that's like, that's the thing that actually like gives us more in what we're doing. So when I think about my sister and my brother-in-law, like I'm so very proud of them and what they've been doing in the challenge itself. Even my other sister, my other brother-in-law, like he's going back to school to 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 learn like woodworking and, and these these fine carpentry skills, which blows my mind how gifted and talented he is. And I just think, wow, that's that's really cool. Like to continue to pursue. And um, so I think there's there, there's a deep merit found in this idea of of pushing, of challenging. Um, in fact, you know, I, I think maybe the reason sometimes we don't do this is is out of <clears throat> excuse me, is a fear of failure or a fear, a fear of what will people think or a fear of what if it doesn't go well or I mess it up or what if I find myself in a place that I didn't want to be. But guess what? That That's okay. That also comes with the territory. I, I was listening to this um, audio book. The guy was talking about um, like trees. And this is the thing I think I've said maybe multiple occasions. He's talking about trees and how trees, you know, drop thousands of seeds um, when when they're um, what flir- not flourishing, you know, trees drop thousands of seeds when when it's the season, um, and then out of the thousands of seeds that fall to the ground, maybe a couple of them will actually sprout and take root and become seedlings, which will become other trees. And so, when you look at how a tree functions or how nature functions, creation functions in general, sometimes it seems. It seems to be like a bit wasteful. Well, they drop thousands of seeds and only a couple of trees grow. Well, in in our like Western achievement goal oriented brains, that seems a bit um, like ridiculous. Like it's a, it's an abundance of trying things, which means that there's an abundance of failures to some degree. And so we often look at trying something and we go, oh well, I tried it once and it didn't work. So, like, I give up, right? Nothing in in creation works that way. There's always this abundance of of attempts and an abundance of failures. There's an abundance of tries that that it just kind of keeps offering. And so when it comes to our life, when it comes to trying something new that may be challenging, we we have this fear of, well, what if it doesn't go right? Okay, and? (laughs) And? You tried it five, you tried it, Three times, you tried it five times. Okay, so keep keep going. That, that, that's how the whole thing works. Um, and I think it's also easy to get caught up in in what will other people think. Well, this is weird, or this is out of my realm, or this is different, or this is, you know, whatever. I want to try this thing. I, want, I really want to push myself. When I started tell, telling people about wanting to run 50 miles, people people would tell me, like, why? Why? <laughs> what for um when i when i decided to run 100 miles i would tell people and i would be really excited about it and then i would just see the blank stare on their face <laughs> like the response that i received to me to me telling people i was going to do something a bit crazy um was not the response that i had hoped for do you know what i'm saying <laughs> um it reminds me of this quote uh, from theodore roosevelt this quote was i think probably made a bit more famous. Uh, it was used by Brene Brown, Brene Brown 
Um, and I think we've used this before, but it's been a while and I love it and it just kind of fit into this whole thing. So I thought, hey, we should do this. Okay, so he, listen to this quote, Theodore Roosevelt, so great. He says, and, and this is kind of like dealing with uh, life and challenges and doubts and critics and fear of trying new things. It's dealing with a lot. So he says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at, at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. Yeah. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Oh, hey. I don't know if you can hear that, but the outro just kicked in. Yeah, I don't think that came through, though. Let me let me reread it again. It was marred by dust. Okay. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who at best, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while da daring greatly. Yeah, how good is that? Like, we get so caught up in the voices of others and what really matters is like us doing the thing and they they can't speak to what we're going through so why why do we give them they, they don't they don't know the pain the hurt the difficulty and when i speak about running 100 miles and if somebody gives me flack like who cares you were sitting on your couch the saturday that i did this in my mind, what's a pretty incredible thing, right? Uh, why would you ride your bike across the country? Uh, I don't care what you think. <laughs> I got to see the entirety of the country over the course of a month, bit by bit, pedal by pedal, blade of grass by blade of grass, city by city. What did you do? Oh, you mowed your lawn. Great. Like, where's the challenge in that? Where's the life in that? I also think that uh, when I read this thing from my dad where he says, you know, I'm kind of sad that it's over, I think that's that's also something that we have to be mindful of, that that is also just part of life, that there are these ebbs and flows, these ups and downs, in which sometimes we are going and doing and we are accomplishing and we are having these great moments, these big moments, however big or challenging they may be, but also everything kind of comes to an end, right? Everything kind of eventually comes to an end, which also... It can can seem like a sad thing, but also when there, there's a lot of value in that as well, um, because it it means one that something new can begin, and two, if you're mindful of it, like it allows you to find the value in what you've done all the more. It's like it's kind of like um, like you can go to the grocery store. Let's see if this metaphor works that I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> um, you can go to the grocery store in the world that we live in and buy just about any sort of fruit or, or vegetable, whatever, that you want at almost any time of the year, right? The reality is, though, that that's not how, like, 
fruits and vegetables work. There's like in the natural realm, there's a season for things. Um, so at our house, uh, I, I, I think I was talking about the plum tree a few ep episodes ago. Um, our plum tree, you know, it blossoms, it fruits once, sometimes if we're lucky, twice a year. Our fig tree once, maybe twice a year. Um, so, which means we get these delicious plums and figs, but it's only for like a week. <laughs> out of out of 52 weeks of the year, it's only about a week. <clears throat> when we are eating those plums, they're delicious and it's lovely and it's wonderful. But we also spend a lot of time waiting for those plums to like be ready. And I can tell you that for whatever reason, that anticipation of that fruiting tree and those plums that we're getting ready to eat, something about that anticipation uh, is, is delightful. There, there's something about that that maybe even makes the fruit taste a little better because th there's a season to this tree that, that it's not just going to the grocery store and picking up the fruits at all times. When, when you have access to it all the time, it kind of loses some of that significance. Yeah, it's still good. We still enjoy it. But there's something about that anticipation of, of the next, of, of when the next season is going to come. Do you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to everything in, in life, no matter what we're going through, there's, there, there's beginning and endings. And, and when you realize that something has kind of come to an end, um, you know, my kids, when we don't have plums, we'll talk about, oh, like, those plums we had last season were so good, right? They, they had that moment, and that moment of fruiting has come to an end, and they're looking back on it going, oh, that was really great. And also, we're now looking forward to the next season. So there's, there's, there's an appreciation in the sadness of the thing that has come to an end, but also there's an anticipation of what could be when it comes to the future. And so I think it's, it's, my, it's helpful to be mindful of these things. Like, yeah, you go through a challenge, you go through a difficulty, you, you, you take on the extra schooling so you can make yourself better, so you can, I don't know, whatever, get a higher pay, whatever it is. You, you, you challenge yourself in some realm of your life. I want to try something new. I want to do something new. And you go through that and you, you have the struggle and you find this like sense of life and being in the struggle. And then eventually that will come to an end and you attempt to remember like what that was like and, and the difficulties. And in doing so, you have this greater sense of appreciation as you've moved forward. And now there's this beauty in like looking towards the next thing. When I finished my uh, 100 mile race, I remember being like on top of the world. I remember feeling like like a god amongst men. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I had accomplished this great thing and it was hurtful and it was painful and it did, you know, have a, have a hallucination along the way. And I did have really achy legs and feet and whatever, like, um, but when it, when it was over, there was a sense of gratitude, but then it was also kind of like, I, I, I relate to that kind of sad that it's over. Cause like now what, now what? Right. So all that to say, I, I read that the, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, Oh, there's something that that's like a very powerful sentence to think through, right? Kind of sad that it's over. Yeah. 
because there's something in the struggle. There's something in the struggle. So a couple thoughts to wrap up here. One, don't be afraid of the challenge. Don't be afraid to struggle. Don't be afraid to push or challenge yourself in a particular area of your life, whatever that may be, whatever that is that you have, whatever dream, vision, goal you have. Yeah, do that. Do that, but also know that it's not going to be easy. And there's going to be times you want to give up, and there's going to be times that you want to sit by the railroad tracks and cry. But also know that there will be a great sense of joy when you dip your feet in the Pacific Ocean. But also know that like, there's going to be some like, kind of sadness that you've done the thing that you wanted to do. But also know that there's like another thing. Like, you can always do something else. And so maybe the helpful thing for us is to live with this idea <clears throat> that sitting on the couch isn't going to bring you a lot of joy. <laughs> Surrounding yourself with endless comfort isn't where the life is. Making life as easy and breezy as possible isn't going to create memories, isn't going to fill you with a sense of joy, isn't going to fill you with a sense of life. So be, be afraid to uh, be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. That's what I meant to say. Don't be afraid to challenge. Don't be afraid to step up. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to push yourself in a way that you could be afraid uh, of, of failing. By the way, um, maybe maybe the, the fear that we sometimes uh, acquire when we're facing something new Maybe that's the thing that's letting us know we're heading in the right direction. Maybe, maybe that sense of fear is actually where the life is. Uh, I'm getting ready to do something uh, in the fall that I'm both very excited for and very nervous for. Um, and sometimes I have this thought, I go back and forth depending on the week, like, this is going to be awesome. This is a great idea. This is going to be so cool. Followed the next day by, what are you thinking? This is a terrible idea. You're, you're not going to be good at this. Like you, sh you should call this off, right? But I keep reminding myself that, oh, no, no, maybe it's that little like questioning voice that's telling me that I'm on to something. Yeah. So let's call that a day. This has been the Sneaky Emu episode whatever uh, that we are calling uh, kind of sad. Kind of sad it's over. Yeah. Do something. Challenge. Move forward. Do the thing. Appreciate the moment. And then try something else. It's your life. You get to do with it what you want. Isn't that cool? All right, my friends. Mom, thanks for listening. This has been the Sneaky Emu. Uh, I'm sending you guys all the love in your general direction. God bless, and we will talk to you <clears throat> later. We're here to unlearn teachings of the church and state. We're here to drink beer. We're here to kill war. Tremble to take us Oh, tremble to